welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm stoked to have Kendall Barber on the pod today. She is so many things, which she'll tell you about. Yet I met her as in the early days as the co-founder uh, with her sister Justine of Poppy Barley. And at the time, they were making custom boots for people, women specifically, with legs that weren't built like everyone else. And they have flow ebbed and flowed. They have made changes and iterations. They now have beautiful retail stores and incredible lineups. And what I love most about Kendall is her approach to living a full life and to being a full human with so much more to say than shoes and bags and with a love for the power of a great shoe and a great bag. So without further ado, coming to us from Edmonton, Alberta, that's in Canada. People really need to choose to want to live in Edmonton. And she tells us what makes Edmonton great, that's for sure. Enjoyed this one. Thanks again, Kendall. Kendall Barber, welcome to the pod. I am really grateful that we have an opportunity to riff today. Thanks for having me. Well, I think it's powerful to have conversations with people that we might not run into on the street all the time. Um, and I think there's something to be said for following people and brands online, and then getting to have conversations like this that uncover what else is going on. So that's my hope for today. And before we dive in, would you do our listeners the honor of telling us who are you in 2023? How would you introduce yourself? So in 2023, so Kendall <laughs> Barber, I'm, I think, first and foremost, a mom right now. So two little ones, well, five and three. Um, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, and I love Alberta. Um, and then I am the founder of Poppy Barley alongside my sister. And Poppy Barley, our whole mandate that we want is to make the most ridiculously comfortable shoes, really highly functional bags that have so much care behind them. So from a sustainability perspective, from a design perspective, like I always want I want Poppy Barley to be one of the most own, like the most prized possessions that people have, um, the most worn items in their closet. So I do that. And then um, I also like to think of myself as someone who has like a ton of hobbies and a lot of like fun things on the go outside of work too. Goodness. Okay, let's start with fun things and then we'll maybe work backward because there's a lot to be said for being a mom of young children while running a business and choosing to stay as involved as you are. Um, it's, it's a big deal. Yet you're still having fun. And what does fun look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think fun looks like trying new things. So in the past year, I've started to play tennis and I love playing tennis. I still run a lot, but running has changed for me a bit. It's being out in nature as much as possible. It is playing with my kids and I think kids just bring so much joy because you get to be totally silly and build forts all afternoon and yeah like so it's going hiking with girlfriends it's traveling a lot like I think in the early days of starting Poppy Barley it was like so intense and all work all the time and we were a couple years in and Justine and I looked at each other and it's like if we keep working at this pace we are going to be divorced have no friends and be the least interesting people in any room that we walk into. Cause all we had, like all we were just so focused on work. Mm, that's really powerful. That's a, a mic drop moment in and of itself that how do we stay? 
I mean, poppy barley in and of itself is very interesting and why it was started and how it was started and being a prized possession in a woman's closet oh, or a man's closet, gender, gender inclusive is no joke. And there's something really powerful to be said about how do we stay as whole people um, in relationships, in relationships that matter, you know, what, what are those pieces? So um, I love that you're sweaty. You are forever an idol who, you know, I think a long time ago at Lululemon, when you were an ambassador, I was like, how does this woman run so fast? Um, because <laughs> you weren't just running so fast. It was like minus 30 and you were running so fast somehow with a smile on your face. So whatever your evolution of running is, um, it has definitely been an inspiring journey. Let's go back to Poppy Barley. And the beginning of Poppy Barley, what can you share with us on that, that beginning journey? Granted, it was you were working a lot. And can you take us on the, the evolution of where is Poppy Barley today? Absolutely. So in the beginning, Poppy Barley, we made custom shoes. So the idea was that women struggle to find shoes that fit. And we thought that we would be able to, you know, take your foot measurements, your calf measurements, and create a better fitting shoe and boot. And being in the custom shoe business was a really hard business to be in um, for a lot of reasons. But one of the challenges that we had was keeping our factories busy. So we were really busy in the fall when everyone wanted boots, but then not so busy in the spring and summer. So one of the things that we did early on was start to make our most popular sizes in advance and bring them into stock. And then we realized that's actually more what people wanted. They didn't want to have to wait 10 to 12 weeks to get their shoe. So that was the first kind of pivot. It was like, okay, we need to have, we can address fit by not doing custom. We can address fit because we have like thousands of measurements of feet and ankles and legs, and we can create a better shoe using those measurements. And we can, you know, offer sizes five through 12 and, narrow through wide, and we can be more size inclusive without having to be in the custom space. So that was one of the first big pivots that we made. And the second one is the more and more we got into the industry, I think it was like, yes, we want to address fit. And like, we need to really take a close look at sustainability, and what's happening in this space. And we need to be more forward thinking, we think you need to think about the legacy that we're leaving, we need to think about like obsess over every component of a shoe through the lens of like people and planet. So that was really another turning point. And I think both of those things together has evolved into Poppy Barley today. Mm. Yes, I won't forget. And this is why running is important because runners, calves that aren't little, <laughs> loved your custom boots. And that mm -hmm. was so powerful. And we also are in a culture that says, I want it now. And so the wait time, understandably, didn't resonate with everyone. And then you've pivoted. And I feel like you're not even doing justice to how massive the pivot is because we were recently in your store in Vancouver and you have so many beautiful shoes, sandals, boots, you name it. And you have off, you know, options for men and women, you have gorgeous bags. And I'm wondering if you or what you can share about where you continue to see Poppy Barley evolve to. Yeah. So we really believe that we call our space in the market, the luxury gap. So we want mm -hmm. to create luxury products, but offer them at a better price point. And we mm -hmm. call that the gap. So we would like to see a world where people buy less and buy more things that they love. 
And so we want to create the product that they love and that you're willing to spend just a little bit more on because you feel good about how it was made. You feel good about where it was made. And then it just feels really good when you wear it. So that's like the magic space for us. And that includes like footwear and bags and all the categories that you've talked about. But also um, we have knitwear coming. So pushing into other categories where we really think we can deliver on that promise and continuing to expand our retail footprint. We do believe in retail. We think there's something like magical about being in person and being able to like explore and touch product, especially product that has quality. Like you feel it and like, mm-hmm. it's hard to, f- you can't feel that on mm-hmm. Instagram or through the internet. So we'd like to have um, more of a retail strategy as well. But I think it's really just, okay, who's our customer? We always talk about like, she's too busy taking on the world to have mm-hmm. sore feet, like whatever. So I think it's just about holding our customer really close and thinking about what they want and mm-hmm. where they're going and how we might be able to create product that fits into their life that enhances their life opposed to like there's nothing worse than sore feet a bag that doesn't work for you that's heavy like all those details so we want to take care of those details gosh I love it well and it feels so well first of all let's celebrate like your shoes are so wildly comfortable they are beautiful they are a favorite in all of our closets and um there is an impeccability to it. It's it's luxury. And yet I would say like it's excellence and you see that you feel that. And it's, it's so beautiful. And you're mentioning, you know, in the beginning, joy is travel. You're back on the road. Um, your brand feels very akin to if you're only going to bring one pair of shoes on the trip, what pair of shoes are you going to bring? You know, your knapsack comes as the carry on, the passport holder is so beautiful. Like what are all of those details? And a lot has changed in the last three years as it relates to travel. And so I'm wondering what you see as the trend in perhaps um, like consumer spend, you know, are you finding that people are committed to that one special item? And also how do you see Poppy Barley integrating into how people will, will now travel or choose to travel? I wish people were more committed to one special item. I still think we have a lot of consumerism that -hmm. needs to be addressed. And I think that I think as a brand and as a company, we have a huge responsibility to play a part in that, in terms of like creating that product that you do feel that you can do it all in. So you need less or every time you walk out the door, you grab that product because you love it so much. And I think we've can be guilty of filling our lives with a lot of products that don't have that meaning for us. So Mm -hmm. I take that as a great responsibility as a brand. And I do think that people are on the go again and traveling Mm -hmm. and moving in different ways. And so I think that we want to travel more carry on for sure. Right. So people like like absolutely need their products, like what they're taking in that carry on suitcase need to work way harder for them than they did when we were like, oh, it's not a big deal to like check a bag. Um, I think we've also gotten like a lot more into, okay, I'm taking like a capsule wardrobe with me on this trip. So what does that look like? And I hope that if we're traveling, we're traveling because we want to explore. And I think there's Mm -hmm. just such like a desire for adventure again. And then that for me just goes back to like, go on the adventure, have the best time. And the last, like, you just need products that can keep up with you. Hmm. Products that can keep up with you. 
I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. So I need to ask, you can answer however you wish. What are the like three to five products outside of the obvious poppy barley staples that come with you in your carry-on? Or I almost want to say like, if you were to head out on a girl's weekend, you know, I don't want airline restrictions on this. It's just like, what's coming with you in your carry-on? And then my next question is, I want to know your prized possessions in the closet. Let's start with outside of poppy barley and then bring in like how it's coupled and partnered with poppy barley. I always have a journal, like a notebook Mm. and a pen. I think when you're away is when all your ideas come to you. And I want to like capture them in that moment. I bring my phone and before I travel, I like to delete all the social media apps off my phone. So it's just like a camera and like my note, like voice notes and things like that. Um, A book. I like Mm -hmm. love to read. So I always want to have a book on me and then you need a black dress, a black t-shirt and a black pair of shorts. And I think you can do like your whole trip in that. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So that's what you're bringing. And then how do you partner or um, couple that with your go-to poppy barley items? So my go-to poppy barley items, I think the Islet Oxford is a great Mm -hmm. one for travel or the daily loafer. I would take one of those. I'm going somewhere hot. I'll throw in a sandal, um, my passport holder, and I like the new slim backpack. Mm. Yeah. It kind of feels like the antithesis to the mom backpack, I have to tell you. It's like this is the upgrade of like you're not carrying diapers anymore, and this is what you're getting to travel with. And it's still comfortable. Like you're not here to like hurt one shoulder or another. It's like sleek. You can carry it on the top. You can throw it over your shoulder. The slim backpack's a – yeah. You have to rave about that one. Okay. Now let's talk about um, what's in your closet from a place of, you know, I'm inspired by your approach to the planet, to brands that matter. You mentioned a black dress, black t-shirt, black shorts, let's go. Um, I'm wondering if you could be more specific, perhaps around brands that you're inspired by and you're looking to, Mm -hmm. to say like, Hey, they're doing, they're doing good like us. Hmm. That's a great question. The approach that I've been taking with my closet lately is just less. And I think Mm. that's like the easiest when people are like, okay, how can I be more sustainable or buying sustainable brands is more expensive and they are. And it's like the best thing that we can all do is just buy less. So Mm. I'm really committed to just truly buying things that I absolutely love. Um, Some brands that I'm really enjoying. I love Vestige Story from Vancouver. I think her pieces like are so interchangeable and really fun Maybe even outside of your closet, are there any um, brands that you're committed to, like in the bathroom or in your kitchen (laughs) um, that come under the same like philosophical approach to how you live? Because I think the pair of shoes that we choose to wear is also akin to like how we take our coffee. How Mm -hmm. do we want our coffee? Um, What is that experience? Absolutely. So in my home, I am obsessed with salt spring soap works so the cypress fur is like the closest thing you can get to nature in the shower so I love that and I love that they sell it by the liter so the packaging is just like a little bit more reduced 
I love Pura Botanicals for skincare, which she's out of Edmonton here. Uh, everything is made by hand in her studio and she does lovely work. I really like, like, I think vinegar and baking soda do almost anything in your home. Like I, when it comes to cleaning, that's what I go to. And when it comes to food, I, I mean, food's been such an exciting space, but I just love p brands that are really thoughtful behind the intent of their product. I look a lot for like B Corp certification because we're a B Corp and I know what a rigorous process that is to become a B Corp. So that's really meaningful to me when I see that on a brand. I, and it's exciting to see some larger brands become B Corps too. So for example, like Cezanne um, out of Paris, I think that they are doing some really interesting things at volume, like at scale. And we need big companies to be making big changes. So I'm happy to support some of those bigger brands too. Mm, yeah, great call out. Absolutely. Um, in fact, I think we need bigger brands to lead the charge and help bring the rest of them along. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm curious. It's great to speak about brands and closets and bags. And I'm touched by your comment at the beginning of the podcast about relationships, about being in relationship, of course, with your husband, with your sister, and also the fact that like, there's something to be said about exploration and adventure and journaling. And so I'm wondering how you, how do you stay committed to being inspired in the world, in the business of, you know, what, what are, what's newness, what are new ideas? And also how do you practice that craft in relationships in regards to like not being the boring person in the room? Um, not that you ever are. Could you speak to, to those two angles or aspects of yourself a little bit? Pre-pandemic, I would have said to be inspired, I need to be going places and seeing new things. And then when that got taken away, it's like, okay, I need to inspire myself like right here in my, my little neighborhood. What does that look like? So I love to read. I love to talk to people who think very differently than me in like the most open way. And I really have been trying to like seek that out more and more. Like who's someone that I know that would disagree with me on this topic or like have a very different perspective on this. And spending like, okay, let's go for a walk. Like, tell me, like, why do you think that? Like, just being like really, really curious and then trying new things. I think I realized that for all of my 20s and my 30s, I spent most of my time doing the same thing, like running 100 to 120 kilometers a week. And I was missing out on this opportunity to like take a writing class, do a like some art, like trying music, which was a like a terrible flop for me, but like just doing things that like really scared me because they were so far outside my comfort zone. And then along the way, finding some new things that I really loved. And that really opened me up to like, I don't want to just do one thing. I want to do so many things now. Um, and that really helps on the inspiration. Like it really helps to be meeting new people constantly. Um, on getting different parts of my brain going. And like, for example, with design, I don't go and look at like other footwear brands. I'm like, okay, what's happening in like the car space? Like, which is like totally unrelated, but there's still incredible designers doing great things there. So that's what I do to like inspire myself and keep things 
like fresh and, and spend time in nature whenever possible. On the relationship side, I always first think about nurturing my relationship with myself because I know that if I'm happy and feel like I and know that I have purpose in what I'm doing, that everything else can fall into place. So I'm a better mom. I'm a better partner to my husband. I'm a better business partner when I first take care of myself. So hmm. that's how I think about relationships is what did I do first for myself? And I'm very selfish. Like I'm very selfish with the first couple of hours of my day. I wake up at 4.45 in the morning. So I'm not taking that from anyone. Like if that makes sense, like when my kids wake up, I've already had my time and I'm just like ready to go. But I really need to feed myself first. <sighs> Exhale. 4.45 is early. Way <laughs> to go. <laughs> I don't think there's anything selfish about 4.45. Choosing 4.45 in order to nurture your own soul before the rest of the world wakes up is a really beautiful thing. That is, that is awesome. Um, can you share with us one last thing? And that is what is next on your, I'm going to learn how to do this list. Like what's something that Kendall Barber hasn't yet mastered or hasn't even tried for that matter. Got a quite a long list. So one oh. I'd like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're all over the place, but I'd love to do like a knife skills for cooking. Like I have oh. terrible knife skills. And every time I do like a cooking class, they're like, Oh, like I don't hold my knives properly or anything. So yeah, I've been looking at like wanting to do like a proper knife skill class. I'd like to do a writing mm. retreat. I go away and really focus on writing. And I'd like to spend more time on my bike. Like I bought myself a a gravel bike and I'm really enjoying that and I'm yeah I just I think those are probably like the three things I love it. That I'm like okay yeah. in 2023 these are the things that I need to do it's so fun it's so inspiring and um it's inspiring to hear these things and what I feel mindful of is that curiosity is a muscle we need to practice being curious is is a skill that it can become dormant and we feel so righteous or stuck in a certain way of being thinking. Um, and when you're curious about other people's opinions, it's a beautiful thing. When you're curious about your own exploration of self and who else you can become, that is a pretty special gift to give to the world. And I think that we can feed off of each other as humans. And I love that we're having this conversation on a podcast where people can hear like, I want to take a writing class too. And here's a gravel bike race you should do. Mm -hmm. And what are all the fun nuggets? So you would go right to a race. <laughs> well, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I I'm mean, I just get, I'm there with you, Steph. I, I, like I said, I started playing tennis like almost a year ago and now I'm like, I'm going to enter a tennis tournament. Like there you yeah. go. There yeah. is like yeah. this pursuit of like, how far can I take this? How much like that I can't take out of myself. And I've just like learned yeah. to accept it, but. Absolutely. I want to take something and, and like, do my very best. Like if I push yeah. myself, like, where can I get to with this? Yeah. And then like yeah. reach that limit and then go start something. New. It's so rewarding to be a beginner. Mm, absolutely. There's so much progress. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's and then so much get, progress. Yeah. And you continue on and you're like, oh, it, like my progress doesn't come in leaps and bounds anymore. It's like tenths oh. of a second. And yeah, I yeah. feel you. Deeply, deeply. Um, we have gone over time. I'm so grateful for your time. I love it goes so quickly. And I could 
I could go on. Um, what I want to end the podcast with though is gratitude for how you have, how you are really like paving away and showing up as a female founder and entrepreneur and what's possible to not be a boring one dimensional human being in the world. And while you are so many dimensions, you are totally a kaleidoscope. Some of us have many less dimensions that are being flexed, let's say. And so I hope that this conversation inspires like one new dimension, one new something within someone. And we end with the same question all the time. And that is, Kendall, will you please tell us what is making your heart beat faster today? My kids, I don't know if that's a boring answer, but 100%, 100% my kids. My, they're just, my three-year-old did a triathlon a couple weekends ago. What? <laughs> His sister did one. So he wanted to, he was like last by so far, like in his little life jacket in the pool. He just has oh. a strider bike, like no pedals on his bike. And then the little, the little run course. And he like went to bed with his medal that night. And oh. just like that, like that pure, I mean, I like do it. And I have no expectations of myself. And kids do that over and over again. They put themselves out there. And mm. it's just like, as a mom, it's really inspiring. It's like, when yeah. do we do that? Like over yeah. and over again and like, ask, what does that mean? What's that word? Why is this happening? And so I'm just really like, for sure, my kids. Oh, golly. I mean, three years old in a life jacket, that story warms my heart. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your wisdom and your nuggets. And thank you for opening a store in Vancouver. We really love it. Thanks, Steph. It's such a pleasure to see you again. Thank you for mm. this. And you know what makes my heart beat faster? The fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.